Hello. So this week, I had been given a request for certain creatures that I'm going to talk about. The first ones um, we've all heard of. They're known all over the world, but by different names. And uh, and there's so much. Look, there's so many people that are so obsessed with these creatures that it would be impossible for me to actually give you guys just, like, to give the creatures their just due diligence, you know, the proper respect for the centuries-old evidence that's come about, or supposed evidence. But the question brought to me was, what is the difference between a Sasquatch and Bigfoot, Yeti, and the Abominable Snowman? Which is funny, because... I only think of the abominable snowman, I believe, when I'm thinking of uh, uh, Rudolph, that weird claymation movie, that thing. I hate that movie. Anyways, <laughs> everyone in my generation likes it, but me, I think. So there's really very simple differences between them. And most people don't realize this, I suppose. But the only real difference is that the Bigfoot which is also known as the Sasquatch, is known as a legend in North American history. Now, it's known to be in the forests, obviously. Footprints are found in the ground or whatever all over the place. And this, it's known by a lot of different names too, which is like the Stone Giant, uh, Bushman, Tree Man, and the Salish, I could be saying that wrong, Indians of Northwest Pacific and Vancouver Island in Canada, they were the first ones to use Sasquatch because it came from the word Sasquatch, which means wild men. So that's pretty cool. Now, they're known to have a high-pitched noise, be anywhere between 6 and 15 feet tall, reddish, brown, or black fur, or hair, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) So Bigfoot... That nickname came around um, for the Sasquatch in 1958 from California columnist Andrew Gonzoli. And it is because a reader had claimed to find these giant footprints, right? It's Bigfoot. Now, the only difference between Bigfoot or Sasquatch and the abominable snowman, which is also the Yeti, is the fact of where they're located. So usually the Yeti is known for being in the Himalayan mountains or in high altitude places where it's snowy, right? So, let's see here. I just want to get exactly where it comes from. (laughs) All right, here we go. So, In 1921, Henry Newman, a writer, had met these British climbers who had just returned from Mount Everest, and they spoke of huge footprints in the snow. And their guides, the climbers' guides, called the Meadow Kangmi, which literally means man bear or snowman. So the actual newspaper columnist or writer decided to sort of change it up to make it more perky and you know, thought inspiring by using abominable snowman. But Yeti are the same thing. But they are not supposed to be the same as a Sasquatch to some people. But really, it's just their 
temperament climate that they can stand. Now, we have hundreds, literally, of years of um, of different footprints being found, video, apparently. Like, there's a couple who have their own... Where are they? Um, well, I'll talk about them in a second, but we have all seen the video of kind of the the what do you call it the bigfoot or what have you the sasquatch kind of going across the video screen and it's really like fuzzy that was from 1967 and it was by uh, patterson gimlin film and apparently they rented a video camera and they were in bluff creek california when they had caught this image or this captured it basically now you can even go to different places where you can actually find what are human bones all over the place where people claim that they might be Bigfoot remains or obviously the big giant f- footprints that could be like two feet wide or whatever, two feet long in length um, that you can find of these creatures that have been casted, right? So some people think that they're extraterrestrials that they come from a different planet and that they have some sort of cloaking ability to be able to hide from us, apparently. And that's why we can't seem to find them all the time. But some people also think that they could be some sort of animal that we're unaware of, obviously, because we have lots of land on Earth that's been untouched by man. But there's also the theory that maybe they were a prehistoric animal that or an animal that's basically gone extinct because they have been around for so long they assume that they've been back to prehistoric time and they're one of the ones that were able to survive so you can actually go to um to cherry log georgia where david bacara and his wife what is his wife melinda they have a big, huge museum for Bigfoot that you can go to see. Now, apparently they had captured Bigfoot as well or seen him on infrared. I should say there's two of them that they found themselves. But unfortunately, the equipment they had didn't have a recording device. But he believes that because of all this subjective experience, then it has to be real, right? Because there's just so much evidence that's found everywhere. So... He believes that they go back to about 200 million years ago to the present day, which is kind of interesting, actually. I like that. So really, the only difference between the two that I seem to be able to find based off my research, I could be wrong, is that the Sasquatch is in North America, found in the woods, and the Yeti is found in the Himalayan mountains or high altitude places um, with snow. That would be the only difference. But it is fascinating, not to say that it's really any incredible or credible, I should say, uh, footage or pictures, because a lot of times they seem to be the actual film itself seems to be fuzzy or outdated, you know. So you can easily say that it's an ape that the person just didn't realize, you know, their real size, they misjudge the size. Some people think that it could be a hoax, you know, obviously. Some people believe that it's a paranormal. But it is interesting the amount of feet that are casted 
and kept from these animals all over the world or supposed animals, what have you. So it's interesting. It's definitely something worth looking into. You can find so much evidence because people love, love, love the idea of this creature being alive. And this is one of the creatures that a lot of people, even though we don't have proof it exists, that a lot of people do believe is very well possible. So it makes it interesting. And you will find people all over the world you know, going on hunts or, you know, learning as much as they can. Um, and I just think it's fascinating. I think it's really cool. And I remember it from when I was a young kid and I think it was Harry and the Hendersons. And I don't know, it, it, to me, it holds, um, almost like a, what do you call it? Like a nostalgic feel to it in a sense for me from when I was a child. So I think it's cool. Do I think they exist? I think it's possible, but I think it's just as possible because guaranteed we already know we have tons of species of animals we don't know of yet. We haven't discovered or proven, but I also think it's possible that it could easily be a variation of, say, an ape or a gorilla or some sort of animal, you know, that's like that, that could very easily be that too and misconstrued. What we need is good, basically what we need is body. <laughs> but until then, the mystery awaits. For your second creature today, another one that was requested, which I love personally, um, is from the Scottish Highlands. And it is Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster. This is a creature I didn't realize. There's been legends going back 1,500 years ago. I think that's really cool. So the idea is this sort of swamp or this water monster that lies in um, Loch Ness. And we have, again, like the previous, it's um, tons of different document research. Another one that a lot of people do actually believe in. So when the Romans first came to northern Scotland in uh, the first century AD, they found the highlands occupied by uh, a lot of tribes called the Picts. I'm, I hope I'm saying that right. P-I-C-T-S, or they called them painted people. Now, they saw on stones how they had carved a creature around the region of it so you could see where they had actually done the animals all over these stones in the area where you could find them i think that's really amazing and they were they weren't like you know rough drawings like some of them you know how you look at some of those cave drawings and you're like what the hell is this like apparently these were really amazingly well done that you couldn't deny what they were but there was one beast with an elongated beak or muzzle and a head with a spout. And um, and it was almost like a swimming elephant in a sense. So this beast um, was known to be in the Scottish Highlands. And this is where the story sort of originated. So Scottish folklore... There is apparently lots of large animals that are associated with bodies of water, okay? from We have like the small streams to larger lakes, uh, usually Loch Nabasti, which is on the old maps. But these water horses 
or water kelpies, or what they're called, are said to have magical powers, but really bad intentions. Do, do, do. So in one legend, the water horse lures small children into the water by offering them rides on its back. Once the children are aboard, the hands become stuck to the beast and they are dragged to a watery death. And then they are found the following day washed ashore. So I don't know why. Apparently he's not eating them. He's just drowning them and letting them go to shore. But whatever. <laughs> okay. So St. Columba, or the in the biography of St. Columba, there's another link to the Loch Ness creature. And the man credited with introducing Christianity to Scotland in 565 A.D., said that he was on his way to visit a Pictish king when he stopped along the shore of Loch Ness. And that's where he saw the large beast about to attack a man who was swimming on the lake. And he raised his hand and invoked God, commanding the monster to go back. And the beast listened and the swimmer was saved. (laughs) I think that's pretty interesting. So, um... There's there's so many, like, it's become this huge thing for fishermen. You know, you have to be careful. Some people think of it as, like, a lovable creature. Nonetheless, these water horses, like creatures, are believed by people all over the world, according even in the area. And it's funny because they started getting more of their mainstream media, like, across the world in 1933 because, you know, Obviously, that's when it started getting published more, but it kind of went over towards London and they had actually made a reward for 20,000 pounds to find this creature and tons of Boy Scouts and all these people like outdoorsmen came over there and were trying to find the monster or have him appear, some sort of like proof of it. Now, the London Daily Mail um. It hired an actor, a film director, and a hunter named Marmaduke Weatherall to track down the beast. After a few days there, they reported finding fresh footprints of a large four-footed animal that estimated to be 20 feet long. With great fanfare, Weatherall made plastic casts from the footprints and just before Christmas sent them off to the Natural History Museum in London for analysis. Now, zoologists started going um, and trying to figure this out. They started coming into the area themselves and trying to figure this out themselves, see if they could figure out what it was. But in January afterwards, the zoologists had announced that the footprints were actually that of a hippopotamus. (laughs) They weren't actually that. Now, to me, that's quite an obvious difference if you've ever heard of Loch Ness or Nessie because, yeah, it just doesn't look anything the same, apparently. But a lot of people think that they could be like driftwood, you know, in the water, boats, you know, lots of different things that are in the water. And people, you know, see it with their fear and kind of let their fear distract them or, you know, they run with their fear. Now, let's see here. Now they're doing high-tech searches. So in the 70s, there was the Boston-based Academy of Applied Scientists from MIT. The Academy's approach was to set a trap by using sonar underwater photography for the first time. And it was led by Robert Rhines, a lawyer trained in physics. 
And they used this sonar called um, side scan sonar out to Loch Ness for a point near the shore and into the water. And every 45 seconds, this light illuminated this great big flash. And it did this all night long, basically. Now, it did register a large moving object. And the camera was taking pictures of that object. But... It All you could see really was some flippers in it. So I think that's kind of interesting. Now, there's been, there's been paintings done all over the world. People have a lot of fear. Like, these are in video games like, um, oh, what is that one? I can't even remember it. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. Anyways, and these people are like, you can have them as creatures. You have to fight these things. Um in the video games, because they're, they're malevolent. They're scary beasts that you have to fight off, which is kind of funny because even though, you know, this is a creature of great size that can cause a lot of harm and obviously has really bad, um, folklore attached to it in some cases, it's funny how it's still a really well-loved creature and people are obsessed just like with Bigfoot and the Yeti of trying to find this. Now, we do have lots of them that were found false through times other than the hippopotamus where people have actually tried to do this as an actual hoax. But there's also been a lot of times where um, the people are most likely to see it, fishermen and what have you, and they would think that that's what they saw, but really it was a piece of driftwood or what have you, like I said before. Nonetheless... Again, they think it's a prehistoric creature in this case, dating obviously way back, but, or at least 1,500 years, to me, again, you never really know, right? You never know. Just like the Kraken, which has to go so far, you know, deep to the bottom of the sea or the ocean, it shows that, you know, we have animals all over the world, including in the water, that we have yet to really discover but again it would take finding a body and anyone has yet to do that or find any real credible evidence that can be used but those are your creatures for the week take care guys